When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello and welcome to Garibaldi Red, the Nottingham Forest podcast from Nottinghamshire Live. I am Matt Davis, uh, presenting as usual, and I'm joined this week by Sarah Clapson. Uh, it's just the two of us because there's lots to talk about and we'll uh, wade through it all. As normal, we're streaming on Facebook, so uh, drop your comments and questions in, and we'll pick a few out as we go through. There's plenty of topics, like I said, Lamucci, uh, Yates, Carvalho, Ribeiro, Terrible Form, Cardiff, that kind of stuff, so plenty to go at. Hello, Sarah, how are you? Hello, Matt. That was a long list of topics. It was a long, it was a long intro, wasn't it? It's normally like it was. Well, lots going on, lots going on. Mm. Um, right, before we start... I was hoping that, um, and apologies to people who are listening to this later, but for those watching now uh, on Facebook, could people put either Carvalho yes or Carvalho no in the comments section to see if people think he should have been starting? Because the first comment is about Carvalho and it's one of the big topics. So it'd be a good, interesting um, straw poll just as we go along. So either Carvalho yes or Carvalho no in the comments and I'll plug that a couple more times, and we'll just have a bit of a anecdotal evidence as we go along um, and review it at the end. So, Sarah, um, QPR away. It's a funny one to review in a sense because they didn't. I don't think they had a shot on target, and they lost. But then, similarly, uh, Graben had a lot of chances. If he takes one or two, it could have been a very different game. A bit of the benefit of hindsight, four or five days later. How do you reflect on it? Yeah, I think it's exactly that. Um, on another day, they could have come away with something. Um, it was a really silly penalty to give away, which cost them. Um, they went behind to that. That kind of sparked Forrest into life, really. Um, before that, they'd been a bit slow and um, pedestrian. But but once they went behind, they got going again. And they, they did create some chances. And if Lewis Graben had put one, two of them away, it, it it would have been a completely different story, I think. Um, but you didn't, and then QPR just killed it off at the end. It it wasn't the greatest of performances, and you know you can't really beat about around the bush with it. But Forest could still have come away with something on a different day, um, and I guess it's it was the opening day of the the league season, and what you really wanted to see, or what you still want to see from them, is a, a good start. You want them to get a win under the belt quickly because of what happened, because it's been such a short summer, they need something to build on. They need something to to get excited about and something positive. And we didn't really see that last weekend. And as much as now it's only going to be the second league game on Saturday, it, it means it's a big one. It means it's important that they, they do get something against Cardiff. Uh we had like 12 responses very quickly to that Carvalho straw poll and 10 said yes, uh, one said definitely not and one's a bit kind of in the middle of the great explanation from um, Dan Smith there. So just an interesting um, 
selection. And we might keep that going as we go through the show. Um, so the selection wise at QPR I did spring up a few talking points. So, um, we'll talk about Carvalho. I want to start with Ribeiro because when I saw the team, I was a bit surprised Ribeiro didn't play. Um, were you surprised about that one? Do you think yeah. it backfired a bit? Lamucci said afterwards he thought it might have done himself. Yeah, I, I was surprised. I mean, he, he was first choice throughout last season. He did really well. He, he proved to be a good addition. Um, the manager said afterwards that it was his decision. He's not injured. He just chose not to play him. Um, but I, I don't think that didn't. I don't think that cost Forrest. I thought Tyler Blackett actually did quite well at left back. Um, and I, I don't think you could say, well, they lost it because he, he didn't play Yuri Ribeiro. Um, but yeah, I, I think he'd been such a mainstay, Ribeiro, throughout last season that for him not to start the first game, it, yeah, it was a bit of a, a bit of a shock. But I don't think you could pin that on um, on why they lost. What about Yates? It's, Yates has become Ben Osborne slash Danny Fox or you know whoever it is. It was a bit of like last season, but it was really the hot topic. Um, or one of them on Saturday when Yates was picked ahead of, you know, Bashiru wasn't involved and a couple of other players. It strikes me that's pretty harsh. I mean, you can criticise Yates in some aspects, but to me, if a player is giving their all, um, they should be immune to a certain degree of criticism. I think the vitriol's pretty strong. What do you think about it? Yeah, I think he gets a, a heck of a lot of unfair stick. He's... He's really, he's not as bad, I don't think, as a lot of people think he is. He, he, he would he would put himself in front of uh, of anything for the club. He absolutely lives and breathes Forrest. You can see that he always gives 100%. And I'm not, not saying that you should be in the team because of that, but it counts for a lot. I mean, you can get players that come in who, you know, I'm not singling anyone out at Forrest, really, but who come into any club and you can see that they're just not that bothered, that they don't they don't kind of give their all every week but Ryan Yates does every single time and all right he might not be the most prettiest player to watch in terms of of what he does on the the ball but I think he still offers something he'll he'll really dig in for you he'll really grind and he'll he'll really kind of get stuck in and perhaps he, he he gets criticism because of that because he's not you know he's not a a ball player he's not gonna um pick a pass that, that opens up defences, but that's not his game. And I don't think he should be judged harshly because of that. I think all the speculation that has uh, kind of materialised since yesterday about him being linked to, to Middlesbrough and Millwall, um, I think if he, he did go somewhere else, and I really hope he doesn't, um, I think you'd, you'd soon see that he would be effective and he'd perhaps be more appreciated somewhere else, I think, because... Fans, you know, you, you, you can't buy that kind of pride and passion and, and energy that he brings. I think it, it can offer you a lot. Um, I do think that the partnership with, with Jack Colback on Saturday, I think it needs work. I don't think perhaps it was it was quite right. It didn't quite click. And the two of them together, perhaps they didn't give Forrest the kind of impetus that they need or they needed going forward so much. But... Uh, yeah, I don't think you could single Ryan Yates out and throw him under the bus like um, like he seems to get a lot of. Yeah, it's interesting that it was Middlesbrough and Millwall who he was linked with. And then, while they're not the most fashionable clubs, that kind of mm. Neil Warnock, Gary Rowett team that obviously need a player. Rowett, uh, Rowett, excuse me, Yates 
is that kind of character that every club mm-hmm. needs. And I think Forrest would be a bit foolish to cast him aside. And, you know, I don't think he's going to play 46 league games, but to have him around the squad, to me, uh, seems sensible. Um, also, O'Neill loved him. We know that. And people didn't like mm-hmm. that about him. And I think that does leave a bit of a stigma. But Lamucci loves him as well. Kevin Nolan loved him at Knotts. He was a regular at Scunthorpe. It's no uh, coincidence, surely, that all these managers... Uh, love having him in the team and he must you know he seems like a good lad who's good in the dressing room as well doesn't he yeah absolutely I mean he's a great character lovely lovely guy um, and well thought of by his teammates I think probably in the same regard as what Ben um, Ben Osborne used to be um, for his players appreciate him a lot more than perhaps what fans do same as, as Ben Osborne found I think he was always a lot more appreciated in the dressing room than perhaps he was on the terraces, um, you know, and look where he is now. So, I, I, yeah, I, I do feel Ryan Yates gets a, a lot of unfair stick. He really does. He's, he's really not that bad. And like you say, I mean, Lamucci has stood by him. He, he's played him a lot during um, his time at the club. Other managers have. Um, I guess it kind of goes, you can kind of link it to the, the Carvalho debate a little bit in that, mm. you know, we've had a few managers now that, haven't played Yao Carvalho week in, week out. And eventually that can't you know, you have that kind of tells you something, I think. Um if a player gets picked regularly by a lot of managers, then that should tell you something about perhaps their character, perhaps how good a player they are, about what they can offer. Um and if they don't, then I guess you kind of look at it in the other way as well. Um just on that midfield debate then, um Matt Howitt asks, is Sal injured? Um, what's happening there? Is he injured or is he fit? How is it, why is he not in the team? He, he's fit, we're told. Um, he was available for selection last week. Um, I think it's perhaps... He still has that knee problem, I think. And it's going to be a case, again, this season of taking it week by week and seeing how he is and managing him carefully. I don't think he's going to be the kind of player that plays every single week because of that because of his knee issues. I don't think he can do that. Um, and Forrest have to tread carefully with him because, you know, you don't want to make it worse. You don't want him then out for, for months and weeks. You want him there if you need him. Um, and he's a, a, a brilliant player. And, um, yeah, I think it's just a case of trying to pick and choose, perhaps, which games you play him in. Um and Forest have got a few midfield options now. They've got Basharu, they've got Yates, they've got Colback. Um, so the, there's a few players now fighting for those places. True, true. I suppose it perhaps wasn't a surprise that Basharu wasn't thrown straight into the cut and thrust of the championship as well. Where, um, what about Thiago Silva? Because um, he, he's still here as well. What's happening with him? He's still out injured um, till the end of the month, we're told. Um, so he's sidelined at the minute and it, it does all seem to have gone quiet a little bit um, in terms of him being linked away with a move again perhaps because he, he's injured and you know he's not really kind of in contention for Forrest and I think it's just a, a case of, of waiting to see what happens on that front. And then I will ask you about Carvalho um, obviously he played in pre-season he played at Barnsley there's very mixed reviews um, I don't know what you thought his performance there not in the squad at QPR is he back to where he was before, do you think, in terms of squad standing? Yeah, um, it's a, a really a, a really tricky one, I think, with, with Carvalho. Um, I think he's a really talented player and I've been a big fan of him his for, 
well, since he's been at the club, really, I think he's so skillful. But does he do it consistently? Does he change games enough for the, the kind of quality and talent that you think he's got? I don't think he does. Um, I think if you kind of look at it rationally and think, if we play him every week, is he going to make a difference? And he hasn't really. Um, like I say, I think he's got bags and bags of talent and he's really a, a really good player. But I thought Luke Freeman came in and did really well at QPR. Um, I thought he looked good on the ball. He was a threat. He tried to, to make things happen. Um, and I think he'll get better in that role the more that he plays. He, he didn't play a lot last season, um, Freeman. So the more games he gets under his belt, I think, the more influential he'll be and the more you'll see that his creativity comes to the fore. Um, and then it's going to be really difficult for, for Carvalho, if he is still at the club, to get into the team because you've got somebody that is performing to that level, knows the championship, that um, it is, you know, making a difference, then it, it becomes even harder for, for Carvalho to try and get his place. Uh, let's just discuss a couple bit more transfer points before we move on to other business. There's a couple of questions coming in. I'll put those to you before a couple more. Um, Darren Bars, what about Clough and the rest of the players not wanted by our manager? Any news on them leaving? Obviously, squad numbers were out and there are a few conspicuous names not getting squad numbers. Pantelimon's gone. Um, what else is happening there, if anything? Um, well, yeah, not a lot. Um, I think that's the difficulty that you've got players like Zach Clough, like Michael Heffler, um, Gaten Bong that that didn't get squad numbers and are, are not involved now. They're not part of the setup, but trying to move them on is a different matter. Um, you, you know, you're, you're hoping that or, or looking for for teams to come in and pick players that haven't been playing. Um, I mean. Bong's played once and it, it wasn't the best of games, so he's not exactly put himself in the, the shop window. Um, Heffler, it's been a long time now since he played a game. Zach Clough, again, a long time since he's played. So trying to set up a move when you, you, you're you not playing is, is difficult. Um, I think it's just going to be a case of trying to, for Forest, trying to bide their time and trying to find something when it, it comes up. Um, I mean, you can't quite manufacture moves out of, of nothing. Um, so just a case of waiting, I think. Uh, and then incomings. Um, Matt Harris says, are we signing any more players? We've signed a lot of players. Um, <laughs> Diallo arrived today, uh, yesterday and the French young French midfielder whose name escapes me, sorry, from Le Havre. It's been clearly under-23s, but it's been busy, hasn't it? Have Forrest reached that ceiling now, do you think? Well, it's just about it. Someone else mentioned Kieran Freeman. I think that was uh, Jerry Housley. Um, that's gone quiet. What's happening on the incoming front? Eight so far. And um, I wouldn't put them past them to, to get maybe more in. Um, I think a winger is still something that they could do with um, and I think it's something that they're looking at because I do still think they need a bit of pace in the team um, and a bit a few more options maybe on a few more wide options um, and then I guess there's, there's maybe a decision to make with with left back I mean they've been linked with a few um, if Bong's obviously not part of the team you've got Ribeiro Blackett's obviously capable of playing there but he is more of a centre back um, I guess then it's, it's whether Lamucci thinks they need another option there um, 
uh, yeah, I certainly wouldn't rule out more signings. <laughs> it's been a bit crazy, but yeah. Um, I think at the end of last season, I kind of thought, well, they're not that far away. They don't need too many more. Um, I thought maybe just a few good quality players, but they've um, they've really backed the manager in the transfer market. They've really um, added a lot of players, giving him options. And I think it's perhaps a, a realisation that this season, squad depth is going to be crucial. You need options. You need to be able to change things and mix it up and um, play different teams and um, because the fixture list is just crackers. So the teams that have more options and have that depth in their squad, I think they're going to be the ones that um, that find it a little bit easier. Uh, sorry to Gary Howes, not Jerry Housley. Your comment was up above my screen, so I couldn't see it, and I thought it was like Jerry, not Gary. So <laughs> apologies there. Okay. Journalists should not get names wrong, and I got that wrong. Um, so let's move on to the sort of the elephant in the room, Sabri Lamucci's future. Um, it's obviously a topic of conversation in various media outlets, even it's only two games into the season. Um, Richard Leonard said, I'm sorry, but to be discussing the manager's job after two games is a joke. Yes, last season ended in disaster, but give him a chance. Uh, there's a few conflicting comments. Um, you know, Sarah, Rob Blake says, back the manager. A lot of others I could scroll through and people can scroll through themselves saying that he's lost the dressing room, et cetera, et cetera. So um, you had a piece on it out yesterday about his Lamucci status and the club are, are backing him. What can you tell people about that? Yeah, I mean, at the minute, they're standing by him. They're, they're fully committed to him. Um, and again, it's, you know, I, I know you can kind of look at it in the longer term and say, well, you know, look at what happened last season. But this year, it's been one game. If, you know, if Forrest were to sack their manager after one championship game as an outsider, you'd be looking at it and think, that's, that's ridiculous. Um, but I guess that's the kind of, uh, that's the kind of thing, the way of things at the minute. Um, but yeah, no, the, the club are sticking by him. I think um, having said that, everybody knows it's a results business. Everybody knows that you need to pick up wins. Um, Lamucci's well aware of that. He knows that uh, he knows that the pressure's there. He said it himself. He feels the pressure differently this year, and he knows it's higher because there isn't that room for there isn't that margin for error. Um, Last year, he, he came in as something as an unknown and perhaps a lot of people didn't expect Forrest to be up there challenging. They were. Um, and now the owner's really is on to get promotion. That's what the club wants. That was, you know, the owner is desperate for them to get to the Premier League. Um, and you only get there if you're picking up wins. If you don't pick up wins, then regardless of what club you're at or, or where you are in the league table, then there's always going to be consequences. And, and more often than not, that's, that comes with the manager. You know, the book stops there. Um, so he needs wins. He, he needs to, they need to get some form. They need to get some momentum. They need to get a bit of belief, I think, because the last two games, they don't seem to have had that kind of conviction and, and that kind of um, belief about them. Um, they need to get that. They need to to get on a run, get um a victory under their belts, hopefully on Saturday, and and kick on from there. Um, but yeah, to, to sack, to even think about sacking the manager after one game, I think would just be, it would just be ludicrous. I can, I know why people are frustrated, and I get that people say the football isn't great, it's not brilliant to watch. Um, the results, if you go back through the end of last season, haven't been great. But they brought in a lot of players, like we've said this summer, and it is. 
kind of a, a new kind of a new start and um, because the squad's so different and I think you have to give them you have to give Lamucci a few games grace to get the players together to get them settled in um and to to kind of put his stamp again on on the team because it is different they have got a lot more you know they have made changes um and it does take time I think Forest more than perhaps most teams in the the division this year have been hampered by the quick turnaround because because of what happened last season and it's no time at all really to get that out of your system um, they've got to do it quickly and um, they've got to forget about it and they have I think the last couple of games they've got they've had a few players that didn't quite look fully sharp that they, they were kind of a little bit undercooked perhaps um, and they're not the only ones by any means you know you look at some of the other teams and some of the other results and you know there are, there are others in the same situation um, so I think this season in the championship is just going to be it's going to be so up and down and so close because there's so many different varying factors from normal um, I, I don't think you're going to see a team that kind of puts that runs away with it I think it's going to be the, the most consistent out of the inconsistent teams that does well um, I can't see that too many teams are going to put big runs together because of the various different factors around it this year yeah true I was thinking back to the um the West Brom game at the start of last season when you know Murich was absolutely awful and um threw it in his own net basically and Forrest lost that game and you think back to QPR on Saturday and Graben you know he missed those chances and the perception after the game is obviously very skewed as you think the Mucci and Forrest have are a club that has a mass. Do you think it's fair to say they've got a massive cloud over them still, hmm. and that cloud is not going to disappear until they win not one game, but they need to win three or four or five games? Do you think? Yeah, um, I mean, if they won on Saturday, I'm sure the mood would it'd be completely different. Um, but yeah, I think they do need to. You don't want to say there is a hangover from last season, but I think that it's probably still in the back of their mind. Or you know, most of the players that were there still in the back of their minds. And that's something that it takes time. And if you're losing, then it's going to weigh on your mind even more heavily. If you're winning, I'm sure you'll forget about it really quickly. And, you know, you move on and look forward. But while you're not picking up results, it's bound to be there kind of ticking over. Um, and the only way you get that out of your system is getting wins. Um, and they need to do that sooner rather than later, I think. Um, I'll ask you one other question in a minute. I've just seen Darren Bars have dropped a comment in about a thousand people being uh, able to attend the game in the Seagull on Saturday. That's not happening, Darren. Um, there's three championship games. Uh, I can't remember what they are. I know one involves Derby, Middlesbrough is another one, but, it, but no, it's not, not Forest, unfortunately. So that's behind closed doors. The other thing I was going to ask you, um, after that Stoke game, I was WhatsApping my mates and I said that Lamucci was done because... <laughs> Um, I don't see how he could pick that team back up. And then, you know, you sleep on it a few days and you think, actually, it was the right decision. I do think it was the right decision. But do you think if Forrest were going to sack him, they needed to do it after that game, didn't they? Now they've done it. And I know I'm asking you the same question again. But now now they've um, backed him. They have to stick with him to a degree, don't they, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to give him a little bit of time. They've brought in all these players for him. And a lot of these players this summer, it's kind of been a bit different transfer window in that sense 
are Lamucci's players. They're the players that he wanted. So he's been able to mould the squad a little bit more. They've changed his backroom staff. Um, so they really have got behind him. And yeah, I don't think you would you would do that. And then one game into the championship season go, no, OK, we're, we're, we're throwing that all up in the air and starting all over again. It would make no sense. Um, so I think you have to give him a bit of time. Um and I, like you, I do think it was the right decision to stick by him in the summer. I think it's so easy to forget because it, that day against Stoke was awful, utterly awful. But then you look at it in the cold light of day and Forest had their best season in years. And I know it's, it, you know, they looked like they were going to stumble over the line and they, they didn't quite get there. And it, it was a dreadful way to end it. But in the cold light of day, they still achieved not achieved because obviously you don't get anything for it, but they still had a better season than they'd done for a long, long time. Um, and part of that was down to the manager. And I think you then have to say, well, you know, we'll give you another chance. And you can't then give him one game and, and say, no, that's it. That's your second chance. I think you have to give him a little bit more time than that. Yeah, just to show the division in the you know amongst the fan base. I mean, Dan Smith says they should have sacked him. Their manager comes back from that. Then the next comment is Glenn Page give it say give him twelve games. Will be within the point three points of the playoffs at least. And that kind of um, is, is you know is a, a reasonable split between the people. I think one thing that is quite a, a unanimous theme still is about the style of play and mm-hmm. you know the, the two holding midfielders, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Do you think we might see an evolution in the style of play going forwards? Although I don't think we will this weekend because they're playing Cardiff and it's going to be a bit of a different game. Do you think the Mooty might just evolve that in the next few weeks after this week? I think they've got more options now than they did have. They've got more attacking options and they have worked on different formations. I know I've seen a lot of people saying, oh, why doesn't he play 4-4-2 or why doesn't he play this or why doesn't he play that? They have changed systems in the, the first two games of this season. They have, you know, there was spells, all right, it wasn't very long, where Lyle Taylor and Lewis Graben were playing up top together. And I don't think it actually made that much difference. Forrest didn't all of a sudden look like they were going to score loads of goals. I'm not sure that, that that would particularly be the answer. I think it's an option for them. And I think, you know, it's something that they're working on. It's something they've looked at. But I think primarily you'll see Lamucci stick to the same system. And why would you change? I mean, it worked. To a, to a degree, you could say that last season it worked. It got Forrest up challenging for most of the year. Um, I think it. if you get the right players and last year... They didn't have the players to try different things. Um, for the most part, it was just Lewis Graben. He was, you know, the only striker really that they had. So they didn't have the option of trying two up top or trying to get a, a bit more support around him. Um, this year, they've got different options. They've brought in attacking players. They've added Luke Freeman. They've added Lyle Taylor. They've got, um, you know, they've still got Sammy Amiobi, Joe Lolly. They've still got players that can... Um, that can make things happen. I think the first couple of games, those players haven't quite been quite been at the level perhaps that, that we know that they can produce. But again, that's that's going to come with time. I do think that you'll see Forest get better as the games go on. Um, it's become Forest v Cardiff, some kind of weird grudge match, the Albert Adoma derby after last season. No Forest fans particularly like Neil Harris, do they either? Let's be honest. It should be, even though it's a behind closed doors game, it should be quite lively on Saturday, do you think? And more yeah. that edge 
maybe help Forest to get you know awaken from their slumber results wise? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that was kind of what happened, I guess, at, at, at QPR. They went behind and then it, it sparked them into life. And maybe if against Cardiff, somebody kind of, you know, they're a bit of a niggly team. And if that can get Forest going, then I think that'll that'll help them. First home match of the season, so you'd ha- obviously no fans, but um, the kind of setup that Forest are used to. So I think it'll be a, a really interesting game. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what team he picks I think because I'll struggle to call it now who's going to start there's um, there's quite a few options for him um, hopefully Forrest get the win and it, it completely changes the mood and everything's a little bit more positive What about uh, this wretched home record that Forrest have against Cardiff you've got to go back to 2012 when they won and you've got to go back to like 1973 for when they won a few games in a row against them do you put any stock in that? Because obviously Sheffield Wednesday came to Nottingham and absolutely battered them last season after having a similar record. Um, do we worry about that fact at all? I thought you weren't going to mention that record, but um, I think when you've had a, a run where you've not, if it was on the opposite foot and if you're Cardiff and you're going there and thinking, oh, we've got this great record, I think you always think, well, it's got to come to an end at some point. So if you flip it round, then Forrest have got to think, well, all right, we haven't done great against them recently in the past, but that's got to change. Um, it's a different. It's funny, isn't it? Because it's a different team, it's different managers, but somehow certain teams still kind of uh, manage to be a bit of a nemesis. Um, I don't think it'll weigh on the players' minds. I don't think they'll think about it. I don't think Lamucci will think about it. Um, he probably won't even, you know, it won't even enter his head going into the game. Um, but. Yeah, I think you've, you've got to look at it that that kind of run has to come to an end at some point, hopefully Saturday. I'm going to give you a couple of seconds to go and, well, not go, don't leave. Okay. Um, think about your predicted lineup for this Ooh. game. I was trying to do that down. before I came on. Well, I've go written on. one down so I okay. can give it mine. If people want to put theirs in the comments, um, and then it might spark some debate and I might read a couple out. So. I've gone, this is what I think Forrest will go with, or what I, what I would go with. Samba in goal, Gabriel at right back, because I don't see why, you know, he's done all right, to be fair, the young lads, so give him another go. Figueredo and Worrell at the back, although Figueredo probably needs a bit of a performance to make a point after that penalty against QPR. Ribeiro left back, um, bringing him back. Colback and Ryan Yates uh, as holding midfielders. I know people don't seem to like Yates, and we've talked about that already, but I think he's actually perfect for this game if Sam Bissau is not 100%. If Sau is fit and flying, then I'd play Sau alongside Colback, and then I would play Lolly Freeman as a 10 and Amiobi on the left instead of De Costa, and I would stick with Graben up front because I would imagine he'll be very motivated to um, put right the slight wrongs of last week when he missed a couple of chances. And then you've got Taylor on the bench to come on and uh, a few other options as well, like DeCosta and other guys like that, and Blackett. So that's my team. What do you reckon, Sarah? I think mine would be pretty similar, except I think um, I think I would maybe play Dirichwa instead of um, at right back, um, instead of Jordan Gabriel, although I think he has done really well. Um, I just think having that bit more experience, Cardiff are going to be a, a bit of a difficult team. Um, and he's still learning, Jordan Gabriel. He, you know, he, uh, inevitably he makes a few mistakes. And 
I think perhaps a game like Cardiff, you, when you really need a win, I think you just perhaps that little bit more experience might help. Um, and then I think I would leave out Figueredo and bring in Blackett at centre-back. Um, I think it was a really, really stupid error on Saturday from Figueredo. And I think maybe if you if you leave him out, then it, it's a bit of a kick up the backside. Um, and Blackett did really well at left-back and he, he did really well at, at centre-back um, at Barnsley. So I think I'd, I'd play him alongside Worrell, um, bring back Ribeiro, um, and then probably the same as you, I think, Colback, Yates, um, Freeman, Lolly, Amiobi and Graben. Um, I thought Amiobi really changed the game when he came on on Saturday. He really made a difference, albeit he couldn't quite force the goal. But I think he looked a lot better than or offered a lot more than what De Costa did. Um, trying to, to find a way of fitting Graben and, and Taylor in is, is a challenge, I think, because ideally you'd... you'd they're such good players um, and they can kind of interchange and, you know, you could quite easily give Graben a, a break and, and see what Lyle Taylor can do. But I think I'd stick with Graben um, for Saturday. Yeah, you could play them both and play mm. Freeman instead of Amiobi out wide and have him cutting in, which is a more of a four-four-two, which isn't quite a Lamucci style, but it'll be interesting to see what he does. Uh, a few people saying, uh, you know, play Taylor and Graven together. Uh, ben Luan got a selection there, which was uh, an interesting one because he hasn't featured at all. That's from Dan Smith. Um, Darren Bars asks about Brennan Johnson. Obviously, he scored for the 23s this week. Um, maybe one for the bench, you think, this season, just to develop a bit? Yeah, I think... Um him and, and Alex Mighton, I think they're, they're both really highly rated and I do think they'll get some minutes this year, but it, to throw them in at the start perhaps is, you know, you, you've got players ahead of them at the minute, but I, I do think they'll get their chance. I do think they'll get some game time. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see whether Lower Cambay So does as well. Um, he's really highly rated. He's he's really come in with, with quite, a, quite the reputation. Um, I can't see him starting games just yet I think that would you know he's only 19 he doesn't know the championship to throw him straight in would be a massive ask but he'll you know he's already in and around the first team um and Lamucci said that he sees him as being capable of, of playing so interesting to see if he gets a run out at some point or gets on the bench um maybe comes on for a little bit get a taste of of the championship um Looking forward to seeing when he does because I'm really keen to see what he's like and um, see how he fits in. I quite like to see them play a Doma just to troll Neil Harris. Yeah. Take him off after a minute, even. Um, <laughs> so people, uh, people drop your score predictions in if you want to, and we'll just see what people think, how it's going to go. Sarah, what is your prediction for Forest v Cardiff on Saturday? I think the win, I do. Um, I think it's going to be a, a real fight and a, a scrap of a game but I think I think Forest will win 2-0 um, I think just to get off the mark you know Cardiff aren't coming into it in the best of form either they haven't started great so I think Forest get a win under their belts and everybody's a lot happier um, I'm going a, a grab and double uh, Do you think it feels to me I'm going off on a tangent now so I'm going to give my prediction this feels like a defining few weeks for the club and Lamucci do you think I mean, if they get these next few weeks right, then, you know, they, they're pretty well set, actually. They've only lost one game. 
um, they're well set for a good season. If it goes wrong, then Lamucci is under pressure no matter what. And then Forrest could be back to the, you know, back to the drawing board type thing, bringing in another manager. So do you think the next month or so is pretty pivotal for, you know, Lamucci and the club in general? Yeah, I think probably more so for Lamucci than anything. Um, like I said, we all, we all know what happens if you don't get results. So, um, uh, he needs to get a, a, a good few wins under his belt and they need to get going because like he keeps saying that, you know, there's no time in the championship. You can't kind of work your way into things. You have to hit the ground, the ground running. Um, they need to get results under their belt if they want to challenge for promotion, if they want to be up there fighting at the top end of the table come the end of the season. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it is a big month. It's silly. It seems really ridiculous to say it in, you know, we're only one game in, but it's going to, you know, they're not going to win promotion or, or not win promotion in the next month, but it can set you up nicely if you do get a, a good run and equally it will ease the pressure, albeit probably not by much because, you know, things soon change in, in football um, on the manager. Um, if he gets, if they get a few wins under their belts, then all of a sudden it looks a bit different and the mood's a lot more positive and you can not relax, but it, it gives you that little bit of breathing space. Let's um, finish by reading out some of these predictions. Let's finish on a really miserable note. Reading out some <laughs> of these. Um, Matt Howitt says 2-1 Forest. Maurizio Volgarino, sorry if I've read that wrong, says Forest 1 Cardiff 3. John Tay Taylor says 1-0 loss. Dan Smith says 2-0 loss. Uh, Philip Roy Neal Chambers has Forest to win 2-1. Greg Horam has Forest to lose. David Bond has Forest to lose. Sonny Reid has Forest to lose. Um, so that's pretty miserable. <laughs> I would. Would I take a draw? I don't know. I think Forest need to win. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can. They need to get up and running pretty soon, don't they? And it's a good statement if they beat Cardiff. Um, I don't think Cardiff started very well, did they? Off the top of my head, did they lose to someone? I'm going to have a quick look. They, yeah, they've lost both of their games. Same as Forest, they've lost in the the cup and their the first league game. I can't remember who the first league game was, but but I mean, equally, they're coming into it off the back of a, you know quite a disappointing end to last season as well. They didn't. You know, they got into the playoffs, but they didn't get them anywhere. They're still in the championship. So they've still got that bit of disappointment hanging over them as well, I think. You can kind of, both clubs are sort of in similar situations. Um, so it's, it's quite a, an interesting matchup. Yeah, that's true. Good point. So, yes, Cardiff nil, Sheffield Wednesday too. And Sheffield Wednesday are right in the mire because of a points deduction. So that was an interesting. Mm. Results. Uh, so yeah, I think I'm I'm going to go for a Forest win, and I think uh, Graben will get a goal, and Forest will win one nil. I will say, um, hopefully that's right. Right. Thank you to everyone who joined us uh, as normal and uh, joined in as well, asking questions and dropping comments in. We do appreciate it. For those who are listening on Apple Podcasts and watching on YouTube, thank you very much to yourselves as well. Do uh, subscribe and give us uh, a rating and a good review. A good review, please, would make a big difference to get more eyeballs on this because there were about four more Forest Podcasts launched over the summer. <laughs> um, so that must be like... 25 now which is crazy so thanks for everyone who listens to this um we're really grateful to you all do search garibaldi red in all the podcast apps just to find us wherever you can sarah clapson thank you very much thank you and we will be back next week 
Uh, I said this last week, hopefully talking about a win. So I'll say it again, hopefully talking about a Forest win. And we hope everyone has a good weekend. We'll catch you soon. Thanks very much. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Thank you.